You're listening to the Ice Day Elite Podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe. Hey, y'all already know what you're tuned in to, man. This is your boy, Coach West. I got my boy, Paul, down here in the building. This is the Ice Day Elite Podcast. Y'all know we got, y'all know who we got. Y'all are saw the advertisements already. We got B Flow in the building today, man. What up, B? How you doing, man? All right, yourself, man. Doing good, doing good. We're we going to go ahead and get off into it, man. We're going to go ahead and break the eyes. This is a segment called The Hot Seat with Coach West. Look, oh, let's go. something easy, a little razzle-dazzle. We're going to do a star cut, running back edition. Top Ooh. three running backs in the NFL. Derrick Henry with the Tennessee Titans. Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts, and Christian McCaffrey <coughs> with the Carolina Panthers. Star mm. bench cut and why? Start bench and cut. I mean, the obvious. I'm start there. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at production. You know, he's hard to stop. Like you, every for every five carry, he's averaging ten yards for every five. So if you if he getting five carries a game and he averaging ten, we already halfway down the field. Uh, me personally, I like Jonathan Taylor. I like him, but I gotta cut him. Ooh, <laughs> I gotta cut him. <laughs> I gotta cut him. Hey, I, I like his game. He's explosive. I like it, but you know, I'm still in that scat back kind of deal. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, Christian McCaffrey all day because I feel like he's a home run hitter at all times. Like he's a game changer. So no matter what you do, you still gotta count for him. Jonathan Taylor, you can account for him. We just seen what happened in the playoffs. Hey, we stacked the box. He can't do nothing. That's it. But now we throw Christian out there. Hey, we can't. We can't stack the box. We got to be optimistic on if he's going to jump out and catch a pass. Yeah. we go from there. Okay. Well, that like was that. our adventure cut. The hot seat with Coach West with my main man, nice. B. Flow, in the building. Let's go kick off this interview, man. Talk to Let's him, Paul. Go. Yo, B. Flow, the one thing that I got to learn being your teammate this year and, and, and following you on Facebook, bro, is, is you're right. a girl dad. I'm a For girl sure. dad. What do you feel is the best part about being a girl dad, bro? Uh, in all honesty, uh, the best part of it is being able to give her the mind frame of a male's perspective Ooh, at, at, like every, at every yeah. angle. So you got to think as a as a male, you know, as men in general, no matter the race, like you you know how you act. You know how you were when you seen a female. You know and understand the ins and outs and the thought process and the games that we do play and the things that we do. So for me, no knowing that I'm a single father and the things I still currently do. So I try to always keep her up to date just in general as far as friends, right? Because, you know, our kids go to school and they have friends. We right. eliminate the friend, we eliminate the friend thing out the picture. Okay. So we just keep, you know, keep everything real simple. But, I mean, I love being a, a girl dad because you can just te- you teach them everything you know. Literally, you give them every bit of game that you know from a male's perspective. And hopefully later on in life they'll take that and run with it. That's right. All right. So I know when you name your kid, there's a meaning behind the name to why you chose it for your child. Is there any meaning behind Paris, right? Uh, There's no meaning, in all honesty. Okay, um, okay that's cool. Her mother, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the funny part about it was her mom didn't want her to be named after me. So she didn't want her initials to start with no type of B. 
So, <laughs> so, so, but I, but I did pick my daughter's name. So we did, you okay. know, I went through the whole process because she was gonna be named Bailey. So okay. I went through the whole process, and that's what I came up with. That's dope, man. That's dope. All right, so now we know how you feel about being a girl dad, and man, like I said, I'm a, I'm a girl dad myself. So much respect to that, man. The fact that you're teaching her our side and what to look out for, bro. Like, salute to to you, brother. Salute. You have to. So this brings me to my next question, man. You're very insightful in everything you do. Right. Now, I know you work with the youth, and you also have a 7-on-7 that you teamed up with that I noticed this last year, man, you guys made some noise. Can you explain, like, your youth aspect of, like, what you're doing there and what you do in 7-on-7? Uh, with the youth, man, since I came home from school in 2008 from University of Idaho, uh, I've been hands-on. Um, that's one thing I always felt is you got to get back to the youth because they're the future. So you never know how you can affect a kid, no matter man. what it is. They may be, not, you know what I'm saying, they may not carry on later down the line, but it's what you teach them at that moment. So for me, I have to give them everything that I know because I've been through every up and down, every bruise, every bump, and I try to give it to them so they don't have to experience So. I know what it feel like to be by yourself on a college level and nobody to talk to about certain decisions that need to be made. You know, I know what it's like in a process of being recruited, of having you with one school and another school coming to your house to make that decision like, damn, do I go home or do I stay with this coach? I didn't I didn't right. been in a lot of situations. So my thing is, let's give back to the kids and start teaching them early how to handle adversity. You know, okay. us as men in general, we deal with adversity on a daily so if you give a kid a situation to where he has to deal with adversity, how do they respond? Right. Because a lot of times we don't learn that until later on in life. Like when we get our life experience and later on with high school football or not. Right. So my goal is to give it to them early, teach them early, make them fall in love with football. Right. Okay. Because you get a kid that fall in love with it, play it, but he can coach it because he understands it. True. Hey, with my seven on set, with my seven on seven, man, hey. When I say this is like the best time right now, this it's been fun. You know, a lot of my kids I've had since they were five. So it's been nice. nothing but fun, like nothing but fun. And then the kids that we didn't add it or kids that I didn't see throughout the youth circuit is, oh, I like him. I know him. And we just put it all together, man. It's been working for us. That's right. Now, you said you like to teach them. It's going to be a little off of the game plan, but. Oh, no, go speaking, ahead. I came up, like, this question hit me, man. As being an African-American man in the United States, as you're teaching your players how to deal with adversity, do you give them that other that other type of advice? Because a lot of people in our uh, community, a lot of people <laughs> that look like you, man, that come from single-family homes, don't have that big brother or that father-type figure. So do you kick knowledge? Do you kick game to the young folks like that? Uh, like, moving I, as a black I, man? I give it to them in every aspect. And when I mean every aspect from, from top to bottom, because you have to, right? So you have to always give it to them because the first thing is impression, right? So when somebody first meets you, they go off a of first impression. So if that first impression for a lot of people don't go well, they don't give you the job. They don't take yeah. a second chance. They want to take the time to get to know you. So if you come off and seem like an asshole or you yeah. seem or you look the part, they're going to put you in the part and then you don't get nowhere. So I try to give them, every, when I say everything, anything that you can think of that, you can deal with as especially now with the time now, like I give it to them. Like there's no, like there, there's no, no cuts. You know what I mean? Like there's no cuts. Uh, that's the only way I know because I've been through it all. Like I didn't been and lived in a state to where it was all white. 
And I, 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 I went through some things, but I also seen the other side of it too. I seen that love and I seen the respect come from it too. So, okay. you know, you get your bumps in the roads, even being here in the city, growing up in the city, you get your bumps in the road, but yeah. you find a way to deal with it. You don't let, you don't let what happened affect you at all. Okay. That's what's up, man. So here's the big thing. You, you were a big high school star. You may, you did your right. thing in college. <laughs> Uh, he was on. I saw that Los God. Angeles Times clip. Stop being modest. <laughs> I saw the Los Angeles Times. I did my I homework right. a little bit, B. I did my homework a little bit. I was bit. okay. So you you go to Idaho, man. And you you do your thing there. My question to you is is how did you end up in semi pro and like what brought you to this level of football, bro? Uh, in all honesty, um, bro, I was just at a I was at a point to where I was discouraged, um. A lot of things didn't go my way. I had a lot of tough breaks. Um, when they say black ball and <laughs> black ball in Israel amongst coaches, um, I just de- I dealt with a lot of stuff, and for me, I didn't I didn't know how to deal with it. So that's why I say when it comes to teaching adversity, I try to teach it because I've been through it. So for me, I was just at a low. Um, I was working at Target on one twenty. If it was brand new, um, it's right there on one twenty for Crystal. So my guy that I ran into was red. So me and me and Red was working at Target together. He was getting at me like, "Big, just come out." Um, I went and took out the Los Angeles Generals at, at one point in time. I went and checked them out. Like, all right, I like the team. I know everybody there. I was gonna come out and do it. But the Blackhawks has always been in my backyard. You know, what I'm saying I've always known T. Reed from high school. Um, numerous of people I know play for the Blackhawks. One of my security guards in high school played for him. So, you no, know, we always had that that bond relationship. games. He always, you know, he was always around. So it was like, all right, what do I do? So when I finally made the, my decision to play, um, Eddie Hunter, which I went to high school with, okay, um, known him, known him since we was kids. It was just like, why not go there? Hey, let's do it all together. You know, meet him and Solomon. You know, I played with them in high school, so it's like, nice. let's go. Okay. All right. Now, now we know the how, the when, and the why. Yes, sir. So now I'm, I'm gonna give you an opportunity that a lot of people don't get. You know, clear the airways, fix whatever. We, we this is our stand league podcast. We we gonna yeah, yeah. every corner we can. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna ask you something. As a player, you know, because I I've been in SoCal since 2017 with with the okay. football. Right. I've heard every backdoor politics. <laughs> Let them know. Name, <laughs> know. So I'm gonna ask you as a player for the for the powerhouse Inglewood Blackhawks. What is the biggest misconception you've heard about your team in the organization as a whole? Oh, and what man. would you do to change that? Given the opportunity, which I'm giving you an opportunity now, what would you do to change that misconception? Uh, the, miscon- the, the biggest misconception is, man, people don't – the biggest, when I say the biggest, for one, it, it, start, it starts with T. Reed, right? So the biggest thing is, oh, he's – you know, he's – He's a snake. He's not honest. He's not up front. He's this, he's that. But when you get over here and you understand the other side of it, it's like, wait, hold on. He up front and honest. Right. Like, like they're family oriented. Like everything that I've heard about him as a person, as a man, as an individual, that's not true. Yes, as men, do we do we step up and poke our chest out when we stand on something and believe in it? Yes, we do. But at the same to. time, but at the same time, we still gotta run a business. We still gotta handle things in the correct order. Paul, I tell you, like, the, the biggest thing about being a Blackhawk and being over here is there's really none. It's just the hate of winning. 
<laughs> that's the biggest misconception of, of winning. It's, it's the winning that bothers everybody. Because when you get here, it's like, damn, everybody cool. They got this person from over here, this person from over there. It's so family-oriented and everybody love everybody. You know, you don't have your brother fight. But it's like, damn. I don't see why everybody hate them now. It don't, it don't make sense. Right. And then, you know, the, the biggest centerpiece behind and all of this is John Coker. John Coker is like the enemy of all enemies because of what he does. He's no he's no different than Chris Eddins. They may go about their business differently, but they're the same in my opinion. They're both genuine and honest people. Do they recruit the hell out of people? Yes, they do. Do they find people to come and want to be over here? Yes, they do. So that is the biggest thing that bothers people. Do he vouch for people? Do they go out their way? Yes, they do. Facts. I'll take that. I'll take that. Facts. Any more? You, if you want to clear any more, I ain't do that. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I don't have. Listen, listen. You know they gonna listen, baby. You know they gonna oh, they come can... in and listen. That's that's the biggest misconception is of just being a black hawk because it, it comes with everything. That's just like anything you do. You take pride in, and everybody take pride when you over here to be over here to be on the field to put the helmet on to put that bird on that helmet like. You want to play for the man next to you, not even looking at the name. You don't look at the name. You don't look at Facts. what the standard was. You look at the people on the field. So I know Facts. if I'm going to feel with Paulson, I'm going to play for him or I'm going to help him be in the best situation to perform on the field. And that's right. what everybody that's, that's what everybody goes wrong because it's a brotherhood. And when you got a brotherhood, man, everybody always going to hate it because they can't break it. So when they can't break it, it's no good. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me let me get on down then. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. How, how can I put this? So we, we know what happened last year, you guys. You win the, the, the ship in the LDFL like you just did, so congratulations is an all right. for that. But you win the ship. Uh, you do well in the playoffs. You get to the natty. We know the results of that. We ain't even got to talk about that. But now we're present day. You just won the ship. The expectations right. again is how on y'all to go do well in the playoffs. But my question, I guess my question is, what separates this team from last year's team? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a Come tough on one. Cause I, 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 I love last year's team, right? I loved it. But we didn't know how to play without having guys on the field. This year, teams, that's what separates us. We can play with any and everybody. It does not matter who we have on the field. We still going to show up and perform. You know, last year, it's like, damn, if we miss it, X, Y, and Z, we can't perform. This next person never felt the opportunity that they can step up and be the guy. Now, everybody feel like they can be the guy, no matter what it is, no matter who it is, no matter what's asked of them, everybody can step in and do their part. So that's the difference between last year's team and this year's team is everybody. Okay. So y'all got the next man up mentality. All all day long, all Bro. day long. You go, you go, you go. Get you Springs. get your. Hey, listen, Palm Springs was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a challenge for the Coyotes out there, man. But everybody sucked it up. Everybody figured a way out to get it done. Like yes, the adversity, the swing of the game, the momentum. Me getting kicked out of the game that was a big loss. And for people to step up and fill in and play the tournament for us to still come out on top, man, that was big. So I can say we're real battle tested. We're real battle tested, and we're ready for every situation that comes apart. So I so I can say we get Lake Erie again in in that natty. We we bring it. I, I I know the I know. Well, I, I listen to me. Listen to me. 
Listen to I know me. The I can. Supposed to be in Vegas, so I, it, it's you know, supposed to be. For sure, um, I can. I can almost. I can. Ain't even almost. I can guarantee you. We get them again because I want them again. We get them again. It, it ain't no way you're gonna get me off the field. It ain't no way you're not gonna see me catch the ball on offense. There is no way. Like right. I sacrifice. I sacrifice a lot sometimes because I uh, spare feelings. For people, because I because I feel like they, they they should be able to perform. Um, but at the end of the day, I know my ability. I don't care who you are, who you feel like you are, or what you was, or who you was. I feel like I'm still better than you. So I know I can get out there and go do me. I've been doing it too long. So Bro. at the end of the I day, we, we get we we get in that situation and it's time to go. It's no taking me out the game. I'm going. Wes, when I tell you, look so. <laughs> I've played against B-Flow. I've been on the opposite side of the boards, Wes, where I'm I'm the subject of I attacked you, you fucked up. And honestly, my pride got a little bigger, but he was right. Man, I've seen B-Flow all season. You put him in that receiver, throw him a screen, to the house. But, bro, last night, and, and, and no feelings, no feelings, and, and, and if people get in their feelings about this, I'm sorry, but I am a witness. Last night, B-Flow single-handedly changed the game. Came out the game and said, look, I see the tackle over here. I'm going to tell the guard locked down, and I'm getting to the hole. Bro, five carries, like 60 yards, bro. He's a game changer. Like, when I say he's not going to come off the field if we get back to playing Erie, he's telling the truth, Man, bro. And he's not sparing no feelings. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. When I say I can't I can't let another opportunity. Uh, here, a lot of the guys, like, when I say a lot of people turn to me, and I, and I declined it because – I felt like the people we had there was able to get the job done. Um, right, and I'll never right. do it again because I, I, I felt bad afterwards because i seen the, the moments in the game, just me watching the game and telling other people, like, hey, you should do X, Y, and Z. Hey, this is there. That's there. They're blocking it this way. I declined it when everybody kept asking me. They kept pushing for me. And I was like, nah, fellas, like, they good. You know, we got it. Like, let's go handle this on defense right. you know, offense. But in actuality – it's not even more so me need to play offense. It's more so giving everybody the confidence and instillment of, hey, we can still go get this shit done. Right. Even with me getting a couple of carries, it's still, you know, you get that confidence. Your line, you know, once your line get that momentum and confidence, yeah. it's, it's all good. And right. sometimes people need that visual, like, oh, shit, that's what he was talking about. Because sometimes at yeah, this level, yeah. bro, if someone's trying to help you, your pride gets in the way and you think you know better. When literally, he's just trying to help you. So he goes in there, oh, shows yeah. him, and then the next thing you know, one of our running backs goes off because they do it the same exact way. Then the next running back eats. Like people, people need to just not get in their feelings and be like, "Yo, it's about the team." And B Flow is one of those people. People, people say it all the time <laughs> at this level about being coachable, being a coachable player. I mean, as a coach, been doing it for a long time. I still have that where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take that." You know, T. Reed done told me something about my next opponent. I'm gonna take that. Right. I don't hear something from this person. This is how you got to play black. I'm going to take that because at no point you should be comfortable enough to where you think you know everything. Cause that, that's when you're going to get fucked. Excuse all the time. It's all the time, man. All, all the time. I mean, that's just in life, man. If you get stagnated and feel like you, you reach the pinnacle of where you should be at in your life and somebody's giving you just a little something and, hey, hey, this might just turn that corner and you don't want to take it. Then you're a dummy. Like that's your loss. Like that's on you. That's on you. <laughs> that's solely on you. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So Wes, you got a you got a number two question for that? Mm. What's the number uh, two? The, the the way I I I can look at it, you know. Speaking of which, you know, by you saying you was grateful or not grateful, but a little, I'm gonna say you was passive. Passive. Um, you know, to let other players get their burn. But we know you play both sides of the ball. Like you just said, you was like, I'm going to go eat on defense. You play both sides of the ball, running back, DB. And I even seen you in a little quarterback, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> he got a picture running the Wildcats, you know, swear. <laughs> but but we, we know you, hey, defense on the DB level, offense, running back level. Which one do you prefer the most and why? Uh, okay. So I tell everybody, um, I've always been a running back at heart. Always. But it came easy to me. It's always been second nature. So I prided myself on playing defense. Um, okay. You know, Pop Warner, and Pop Warner, I played DN linebacker. As I got to high school, I had to learn to play corner. Like, I had to work at it. Like, my coaches, like, demanded that from me. And I worked right. at it. So I fell in love with it. And then there was nothing you could tell me because I connected with guys like Justin Wyatt that went to Dominguez that played at USC. Uh, Marcel Ahmed that played at – it's just guys I connected with that just started helping me better my game in high school. Okay. And I fell in love with it. So once you start understanding yourself and something you love, it's like, oh, I could do this at any time. And then right now, I feel like I'm on the second half of my career. So playing defense is easy for me to stay, not stay healthy. I mean, I'm healthy at running back, but it's enjoyable. Like it's fun. Right. Like I love, right. I love playing running back. It's easy. Like it's a, it's a chess match for me. Like literally, I play chess against the coaches and they don't know it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's fun. Okay. But I, but I, but. But I but I love DB. It's like a it's like a fulfillment. You know what I mean? Like you got that. I got that good cake and it's enjoyable. Okay. okay. So so with that being said, how hard would you say it is? Because you know I've I've been in a spot where I'm a one man show on the team, and I right. got to go offensive minded, defensive minded, special teams minded, and I tell people when somebody want to come out and help, bro, if you could just run the offense. You run the offensive special teams, I, I, hey, I keep people out of the end zone. Whatever. Right. So how hard is it as a player, because I know how hard it is for me to switch the roles many times in the game, how hard is it for you to switch, you know what I'm saying, from DB to running back to whatever whatever they need you to be? How hard is it uh, to switch those roles? It's, not, it's, it's none. You got the same mentality at all times. So if you're a dog, you got to be a dog at all times, no matter where you're at. You don't make excuses, you don't find them. So – for me, being on offense, it's like I know I'm better than all 11 of them. Come on. I line up on defense, I feel the same way. Until I start feeling like I'm not the best man to perform the job, then I then I stop thinking that way. But until then, it's all the same. That's like when you, once you step <laughs> in between their lines, man, you got you to gotta be you. You got to know yourself, though. You got to know yourself first. So for me, I know myself. I know the level I can get to, and I know how to – feed off for other people. So when everybody talks shit to me like they do, you know, it, it, it fuels me just a little bit more. It, it kicks up a notch like, oh, I can show you, I can show you better than I can tell you. I can actually show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> and I'm, hey, listen, I messed around and I was talking to my boy Derod who played for y'all too, the Blackhawks, you know, the first time we played this season. Yeah. I said, hey, Derod, I ain't, I ain't know my man's was that short. And so I looked over there, what'd he say? Oh, it's finna get worse on y'all right now. It's been, <laughs> we, we finna take it now. I'm like, I just said, I ain't know the man was that short, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Different state of mind. Tell him, B. And you got you to gotta, you gotta think, right? If if I'm the captain on the team and my level, my energy changes, what does that do for everybody else? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You, you know what I'm saying? So once everybody matches the same energy and we all on the same page with each other, it's it's no good. Like it's it's an unstoppable machine. I respect that. I respect that. Take a lot to get my respect, so I respect that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Good questions, man. Get to dropping them heats, man. The heats? That, those are coming, to... <laughs> bro. Those are coming. Those are hey, coming. Come on with it, baby. <laughs> fire, fire, fire one. You, you, got, you got to fire one off first. You got to get one off first. You want me to fire it off? Yeah, go ahead and kick one. We're going to go off this script a little bit then. No, nah, we really. can stay on it. We can, I don't, don't want to take you off of it too much. You can stay on it. <laughs> All right. We're we, we going to get to them. We're going to get to them juicy questions me and you were chopping it up about yesterday. Yo, so my question is, is you played for some of the top premier teams in semi-pro, man. You use semi-pro to get to the Ontario Warriors, but my question is more directed towards the semi-pro level. You played for Inglewood, okay. the Vegas Trojans, and and the elite. When you decided to join that team, what was what went in into making that decision? Was it how the team was ran, how it was structured, or was it we know we all play buddy ball at this level, and it's like, oh, my boys is over there, so you know what? I'm gonna go too. That's a good one. Okay, That's so I start with the I I start with the chosen first, right? <clears throat> one 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 thing, the biggest thing was it was family oriented, right? Okay. So from the outside looking in, and a lot of those guys, you know, know each other, but they were so tight as as brothers, like they had each other's back. It wasn't no second guessing. Like one move, they all move. Okay. And that's how that's how I was raised. That's how we grew up. You know, if if one of your teammates make a move, you got to be right there with them. So when we lost to them in a the championship game, because we ended up losing to them, we lost to them twice. So when when we lost to them down in San Diego, that was it for me. That was it. Um, I, I knew it right then and there. I told them after the game, hey, I'm coming to play with y'all. And it wasn't because of the loss, but it was because of what I seen. It was because of what I felt. You know, when you connect with people and you try to fill them out, the love was different. The respect was different. People appreciated you. So for me to go over there, it was like, hey, B, it's all hands on deck. It wasn't, oh, oh why are you coming over here? He can't play with us. It was, hey, come over here. We want you to play with us. You're going to fit right in. And I wasn't bigger than the team. You know, like our first game we played – Arizona, the Arizona team, Arizona Rebels. I didn't really play that much until, like, the second half. They were like, why is he not in the game? Coach, y'all need to get him in the game. Stop playing everybody else, put him in. That right there just showed me how they had my back and I had their back. That's what's up. And the elite, man, the elite was different, man. That, that was, those were just – those were the guys. Like, you got to look. Yeah, had Kimo, you had TP, you had Jason. You know, KP was on there. It was this. Man, let me go play with my guys. Let me go try it out. Manny was out there. It was just fun. Like, that was fun. The Elite was fun. Like, I enjoyed the shit out of that. That was that was fun. Vegas was fun. I'm not going to – hey, Vegas was nice. <laughs> Vegas was really nice. Ah, um, right. But it was, it was good, man. Everything is based on people. And I'm a person that work off of energy and vibes. So, if the vibe and the energy is not there with somebody, then I'd rather just not deal with you. We can be around each other, but I don't have not too much to say to you. I feel that. I feel it. So my second thing is a lot of people may not know this, but you did play one game for the Norwalk Cowboys. Yes, I did. Was it yes, because Batman was over there? Because you said that was your people's because Batman, but eventually you and Batman both left. But why did you guys give Norwalk a try? Uh it was it was perfect. It was perfect timing. Um Okay. Shit, listen, when I when I left the Blackhawks that year, 
Um, it wasn't things wasn't right, you know. Me and T Reed went on the same page. We went seeing eye to eye. Um, I just felt like I wanted more. And at that time, the opportunity that was presented, that was said, it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like it, it sold me. So knowing Coach Tuck, Coach Tuck was a good dude. You know, Rycroft was a good dude. So I seen what was being put together. KP was there. Of course, you know, uh, somebody there. But there was other people that played a part that, you know, not big name guys that everybody know. And we was just all stuck together. Like, hey, bro, this is what we're going to do. You know, this this is like an opportunity. Let's let's ride it out. You know, Charles Jordan, you know, he was the face. He was the name. He was the, the guy that was in the league. So it made, it made sense to. Okay. So I enjoyed it, though. Don't get me wrong. That was some of the. Man, the best shape going to Whittier College to work out. I pre- I appreciate the moment and everybody that was there. Like it was good. That's right. Well, that's a young history lesson for me. <laughs> yes, sir. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was good. All right. So now let's get you down to get into Don't Kill the Messenger. Come on, yeah. Let, you, bro. Let's, let's I, I know I know how it works. <laughs> I know how it works. It's good. All right. So, I'm going to start with one from a former Blackhawk. So, they sent me this quote, man. So, this should give you some insight to what people think about B-Flow and and how he touches people. And then I'm going to give you a question. In the huddle, a wise man said to me, to believe in yourself, don't overthink things. We worked hard in practice to not be able to transition into the game. And the person that said that was B-Flow. So, the question comes from – I got Rodney Wilson. He said, everybody call your boy T-Pain. So was what was something said to you that inspired you when you were at your lowest on and off the field? Mm. Man, something that inspired me at my lowest that was said to me. Um, this is how, how I look at it, right? You gotta, sometimes you got to put things in football terms. You, you, live, you live to see another down. Right. So with that being said, you can't cry with spilled milk. You can't hang your head of your whatnot. You got to always look at what you can gain. So for me, man, bro, I've been at some points in my life where everybody ain't built for it. Some people would have gave up on it. Um, I just looked at it. I got to find a, I got to find a way to figure it out because there's a light at the end of the tunnel at the end of the day. Like I'd have been at every low point. Um. Now, things that we as men don't like, uh, humiliation, embarrassment, you know, just those things are, are, to me, I always feel like those are big, but but I've been there. So it's like, you can't cry with spilled milk, bro. You got to, you got to keep it moving. You know, hey, we didn't get that, we didn't get that touchdown, but we got to come back the next play. We we can score again. So you keep that same motto, you know, in life, like, hey, I got to keep trying. Like, we got to keep trying to move forward. Facts, man. For sure. I definitely agree with that. So the next question we got, it's from Cali Wilson, man. He gonna be shout out to Cali. He gonna be on the podcast My next dog. week. Got right, So his question, gotta <laughs> have it, right? So yeah. he said he's asking, um, transitioning. You've been transitioning positions for a few years, from being a full time running back to now being just a pure athlete. Uh, is it more of a load to judge, juggle, and wear, or is it more of a load to juggle? Or is it more wear and tear, or is it more fun being an athlete? Uh, the juggle, the load—it's uh, it's easy, man. Truthfully, because you got to look right. Football is played in spurts. It's not never played like basketball. Basketball is transition, 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 right? 
football is right. played in spurts. You you get moments to relax. You get moments to to breathe. So for me, you don't you don't get the wear and tear. I may get back to back two carries and then turn around. We throwing the ball three or four times and come back and get another carry. Um, defensively, if they're running the football and nothing comes outside, it doesn't affect me. So it's more so being an athlete. Like I love it. Like I love being able to impact the game and help out the team anyway I can. The load, it's easy. I wake up on Sundays. I don't hurt my feet. My feet, the only thing that hurt. Other than that, <laughs> don't nothing hurt. <laughs> or I don't wake up like everybody. Like damn, man, we had a long game. I don't wake up like that. I feel amazing. Like today, I woke up. I was good. I was happy. That's right. The, the, hey, that that's just after winning the championship of feeling, you know. You nah, know, nah, 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 nah. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. When I tell you, when I tell you, when I tell you, I don't be sore after games. Only thing I'll be sore of is when I get off work. I stand up and work all night, walk around. That's the only thing. When I tell you, my feet hurt. My feet really do hurt because <laughs> of being at work. Because my Saturdays, I get off Saturday morning. So you got to think for me. I get off Saturday morning. I come home. I don't never stop. I never stop moving. Like, when I got off work Saturday morning, I didn't go to sleep. I didn't sleep at all. So I was up, daughter baseball game, kids banquet, straight to the game. So football, nah. I, I used to be sore in, in high school and college, but this, Nah. Well, I, I think you can kind of chalk that up to you. Probably not been getting hit that much. You know, y'all do got that massive old line over there. Uh, listen, man, listen. <laughs> <clears throat> since since 2010, I've been hearing the same thing. We got a massive old line. I took some shots before, but I've never woken up to where it's like, I'm sore. Like, I'm hurting. Like, damn, this hurt. I might have a nick here or a little nick there, but far as something that's going to affect my day-to-day to be like, ooh. The bed today... Nah, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't lying to you. It ain't, it ain't no cap on my end with that either. Like I'll let you know if I'm if I'm really going through it. But lately, I have not. I'll get right up. Shit, I'm I'm envious, my friend, because the day after <laughs> that Palm Springs, I was laid up after Palm Springs. Like I can't move. Lord help me. Lord hey, man. help me for real. You got to start back working out, Paul. That's what it is. You got you to treat your body good, and you got to take care of your body. You treat your body, it's going to treat you better. I feel that. Facts. Stan, I don't know what you're doing over there. I don't, we don't know. You over there uh, eating them Big Mac specials all the time. Nah, hey, hey. You know, <laughs> boy, diabetic. I done laid off a whole lot of things. Facts. I, I, I can't partake in a lot of things. If That's you go good. back and look at pictures from 20, when I got diagnosed, 2021, January. Okay. I got okay. diagnosed with diabetes. You go back and look at pictures from then to now, you be like, oh, he fell off like a bad sack of dope. But nah, hey, <laughs> hey listen, I went in there, true, true story. I went in there, uh, the lady was like, uh, your A1C is like eight point something. Your blood pressure mm. is 200 over Damn. this. We don't know how you still alive. Oh you yeah, go to the oh, hospital right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So it, it was one of those things, and then they start shooting me up with insulin to get my sugar down. But that, that's what we say down south: the sugar. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Sugar. Me I mean, that... insulin to, to to drop my 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 glucose levels, and then I started thinking about it. I said, "Wait, shit! Insulin is 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 expensive." Yeah. Yes, sir. Even with insulin, hey, is this what? Oh no, yes. we, we finna quit some stuff today. Cold turkey. 
If I didn't say, hey, you give me a good old ice cold Sprite, I'm, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just going to keep it a fuck. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. But I, I, I try to stay away from it. The, uh, it. It's like I tell everybody, I think I got diagnosed at the right point in time because now you see a lot of the uh, Coke Zeros. Sprite for sure, control. for sure. And, and and for me, when I quit everything cold turkey, the first drink they gave me was a zero, and that was the best drink I had in my life. Cause I was like, <laughs> hey, right? it tastes like a real thing. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Hey, I've that's been good, on the very since, but like I say, you give my eyes cold. Oh, did he cut out? Did he cut out? He, he still there? But he'll be back. We we'll be back. Okay, he'll, okay. He got it. So. We gonna, I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna segue to this man. Okay. So I, I we talked yesterday. I kind of wanted to say, hey, he's back. Oh, he's he got to reconnect. It's back. okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So we kind of wanted to stay away from from the Facebook shit, man. Like, right. I, I right. we we chopped it up yesterday, and we were and and I asked you, are you cool if I take it there? And you're like, yo, we could take it there if you want to. All right. There was somebody that if if you don't know, let me tell you, there's somebody that it, it should be well known that every time B Flow addresses it, he's got a I wanna say a certain way of responding to be like, Hey, I'm the one he's talking about. So we're not gonna use any names. If you're not on <laughs> semi pro talk and you can't go figure it out, then you're just fucking lost at this point. Right. <laughs> but like we talked last night, man, the way you perceive things and, and even in your message, you say you value your life, so you move different. With these two individuals that have approached you and taken it to that level, like, if if we do run into them at a game, whatever the case may be, shit, like you told me, you could be walking outside holding McDonald's. It, it's a go? Is that is that how we a, proceed a, with things? Yeah, you got to think, right? That's just like, if, if, I, if I send you guys a threat, man, um, if, I, if I threaten you guys, right? Right. <laughs> no matter if it's in person or through the internet, at some point you're gonna take that threat literal, right? As as a man, you're gonna think, yep. I have kids, I have kids, I have, I have people that love me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see you differently. I'm gonna approach things differently. So for me, somebody sends me a threat, they not knowing the level that I'm thinking, but they feel like they got the one up because they threatening me and they, you know, they they big talking and this and that, but they don't know me. Even the people right. that do know me, like, okay, cool, right? Hey, I don't think you should have did that. Oh, cool. I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt. I'm gonna downplay the situation to you. I'm gonna let you feel like you're the bigger man. But at the same time, I'm I'm already backstage doing my homework because you don't know you don't know me. You don't know how I move. But I know how you move. I know who you are. I know what you're about. I know how you go about things. I just want your energy to match my energy because I see you before you see me. And it's been times I've seen people, but I just ah, I let it go. I had to, so I'll give you a perfect example. Situation that happened in Palm Springs, right? Remember when, when I got pushed into the goalpost? Remember how that situation yeah. went? You know how I felt yeah. about it after the game. You feel, remember how, how it was? It was it was a oh when I catch you in the city, we could come to the city, we could handle this different story last night. Way Very. different story. It was oh it was all smiles. Hey man, hey you know I didn't cool bro because my energy was different because I was still on it because you told me catch you in the city. This what we own. We here. We here. So it's an on site thing at that point. So when it came to me and it was like oh man I apologize. This X, Y, and Z, you know what I did? I let it go. I just said, you know what? 
he was caught in a moment. I just let it go because I could have still said, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to press the issue still. But once I get to seeing, like, people not honoring what they are or who they say they are or what right. they believe in, bro, it's, it's – I ain't worried about it no more because you was just talking. Right. Because now, now, if I take it to the stage – yeah, because now if I take it to the stage that I want to take it to based off what you done told me, and now you're like, oh, no, I didn't mean it that way or wasn't that serious, now now right. it's going to seem like I'm wrong because – my my level of intensity and everything is going to be on team. Right. Now, if these two individuals try to... Will you even give them the chance to do what uh, old boy from hey, listen, uh, the Coyotes listen. did? Will there be that nah, opportunity I, to say I'm <clears throat> sorry? Or listen, we pass that? So, one of them, it ain't even no getting past it. I just said it. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't send me a message and apologize and then try to delete the message. So, that lets me know the apology was never genuine. It was never sincere. <clears throat> the other person... I, I the, the, listen, man. When I, I say it, I say it all the time. The nigga has my number. He can call me. He know how to address me. He's still on. He's still on my Facebook. He can. He can address me. He can inbox me. But versus what he do, you know, he loud talk on the internet and then play this. Oh, I'm I'm not a part of football and or you guys or this. He try to always try to belittle people. But I know his backstory. You know what I mean? I don't I don't care to, to share, you know, people's business, but it's be like, hey bro, yo breaks because if people expose you for who you really are and with the things that you do and you say about people and the things you have done, it's a different story, right. it's a different ball game. He'll start getting looked at different. And a lot a lot of people don't know right. the, the mess and the things that he's involved in. And then they'll be like, Oh, you know what? That's a bad look. That's a bad look on my end. So, yeah. you know, I just try to I, I stay cordial on my end. Because I don't, you know, I don't never go and be the aggressive in in a situation. But I'm not gonna sit and let nobody feel like they got an upper hand. <laughs> they feel like they got it, but they don't. It's it's too, like I like I said in my in my video, bro. It's too many people that love me. Facts. So I, I always I always tell people just make sure like if when they come to this football stuff and you making those type of allegations, those you know any anything that you feel like you are gonna harm somebody, just make sure the people you love love you a little bit harder than mine. Fuck, I like that. That's that's real shit right there. That that's is a sound bite right there, my boy. <laughs> Fact. I'm, I'm just being honest, man. I'll give you I'll give you a situation. We was with the elite. We was out there. Uh, situation cracked off with B Smith. Dude was running his mouth like mom. That's my dog. Like I didn't we didn't grow up together. That's my dog. His mom died from cancer. Dude running his mouth, yapping. He telling him like, hey, everybody telling bro to shut up. So I'm like, you know what? Hey, bro, we need that. We get off after the game. The dude's still kind of yapping. And, hey, check this out. We, I told you what was going to happen. So he called himself trying to run. I had to do what I had to do. I know my business. And anybody else that felt like they was going to get involved in it, they didn't do nothing. Because bro was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just like I got his back, he going to have my back. Just like anybody. Other people that's behind the scenes that everybody don't know about, that's going to step up before I do. Big facts. Man. I, I think when it when it comes to this level, you know, uh, I, I'm gonna say this definitely in my 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 way. Don't say nothing about my mama. You can you can say whatever you want to about me. I'm gonna probably let it roll off my back. Yeah. But don't bring my mama, my wife, my kids. None of that in the equation. Anything else, I'll let you get a pass. But you know, and and I, and I'm not one to always want to fight, shoot the pistol, whatever you want to call it, but. Right. We're going to have to take it there if you start bringing that into the equation. 
Right. So my, my my thing is, if somebody openly shows you, or you see something openly displayed of peace, and you see can- cancer symbols, you know, you know not to talk about somebody's mother. You know not to do certain all. things. Like, so when you when you uh ignore those things and you feel like you want to cross the line to be funny or to feel like to add that to your shit talking, then you didn't open up another can that you got to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. You bit off more than you could chew at this point. Yeah, so you know I'm good for the shit talking. I'm I'm, I'm one I could talk shit with the best of them. I talk it to where I know it it will bother you, to you, to you want to feel like like you, we got a problem. So, in that aspect, if you can't talk it, just keep your mouth closed. Man, I've been on the opposite side of that shit talking, and I've I've witnessed it all year. And let me tell you, this is probably one of the best teams of shit talking. You, Davy. Oh my God, Coca, <laughs> T Lee, y'all motherfuckers make people feel this big, bro. Hey, hey it's like, so you gotta you gotta think, right? So when right, the whole purpose of talking shit and saying the shit that people say is mental. It's a game. So if I can mentally right. defeat you, <laughs> I, I'm winning. Cause now you're gonna oh, do everything in your power. Yeah, because now you're trying to do everything you can to try to get back at me. You like, ooh, ooh. Man, I just like last night, bro. I'll give you a perfect example. I wish I could post the film. They had a DB from the Kikes where number 25. He was yip yapping. Like, I told him, hey, listen, you plan me off 15 yards, oh, 20 yards. Oh my God, yes. You can't stick me. Listen, I ran I ran a I ran a damn fade route. Why I made him fall. I made him fall. I was passing him by 20 yards. He fell on his face. And Jimmy threw and I told, him. And I, and I told them. The, the moment I stepped on the field and he was talking shit, I told they sideline, everybody, hey, y'all better get to our boy because you don't know what he's getting himself into. <laughs> when I say he was on skates and then on his ass, bro, B-Flow was it's wide not- the fuck open. I, I had to miss it, man. I had to miss it. You know, I had other commitments with the, the eight-man league that I'm, I'm the commissioner of right now. I, I hate One, I hate I missed the game. Two, I hate I missed the Meg Rose. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it a buck. I hate I missed hey. the Meg Rose. <laughs> that day I tell, I, I'm gonna witness that's something you gotta pre-order because if you don't I tell everybody right. I, Hey listen, I'm the I'm the I'm the biggest salesman for those, right? <clears throat> I tell everybody, like the last game, I told everybody, hey, listen, we got some downtime. When we, when we played y'all, we played the Tigers. Hey, y'all might as well get your arrows now because they're not gonna be there after the game. If you don't get them now, they're not gonna be there. Sure and behold, everybody went and got him. It was sold out before uh, the game started. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I went over there before the game, went back at halftime, <laughs> and then, it was, you know, we know how the game ended. We ain't even going to talk about it. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? It was like, man, I, I should have just doubled up the first time. Yeah. <laughs> right? All right. Before Wes finishes it off with, with, with his question and finish the show, man, I'm going to add it. It is what it is, because I, I, I've seen everybody I've been around for a long time. Do you feel in any league that's out there today, right now, that there is an athlete, fuck that, a running back or a DB, because you play both, that is better than you at this level right now? far as uh, on a semi-pro level? Or yeah. Are we, are we, um, yeah, yeah, semi-pro level, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of guys better than me, but are they me? No. <laughs> Um, I can't even name no names because that's how much I, I don't be in tune to to guys. Like I tell you, a guy that 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 I feel like is is amazing that I like, um, Darius. Marlo. 
I feel like he's between him and Gage, they're the best athletes at this level of football. Hands down. Hands both down. of them, both both of them are, are complete game changers. Um it's another kid. God dog. I don't know if he stayed with B City or not, but I know he, he wore number three and <clears throat> played receiver. I mean, those are those are guys. Oh, them the running back from B City. I like him. That's that's a guy I feel like that I could, could kind of compare my game to early on because he He's one. He's a one. One cut. I'm gonna outrun you. Type of guy. You're talking about uh number five. D uh D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. I like him. I like him. When I say I like him, I like him. Like, <laughs> I, it's not. It's not too many guys I can watch that run a football and I'd be like, oh no, he's a guy. Like, you you give him a, a half a step, half a crease, bro. He's he's out of there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Won a championship with that guy in 2017, so I know. First hand. <laughs> he, he's a guy, man. I, I like I like him a lot. Um, but but Darius, Darius and Gage, they unmatched. They unmatched. So that's how I know how to stay in my lane. <laughs> you step on the field with Gage. Hey, hey, play your part. And he gonna do the rest. Facts. Take us home, Wes. Take us I, home. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna take us home, yeah. but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give another opportunity. I'm gonna okay, give another go opportunity ahead. on this show. We, you know, we might become the show of opportunities. Here's I like that. To clear any air on anything that you want to talk about, or you know, shout out to people. Tell us what y'all got coming next. What B Flow doing? Uh, since the season is kind of winding down. Man, what I what I got going for myself is is in all honest, I don't have no 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 no, no issue with nobody. Me personally, uh, myself. It's all good. Man, when he get back, I feel this question is gonna be this response to this question is gonna be, oh yeah, be 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 on point, man. Man, I, I think show I think number we, two. I think we got another uh, uh, solid interview on our hands right here. I you know, so another too, solid man. individual, another game changing individual, uh, right here with B Flow, man. Until he get back, you know, you listening to the I Stay Elite podcast. It's Coach West, and you know I got Paul in the cut, man. You already know, man. You already know, West, man. I, I, I honestly, shout out to you, man. Your your season completed, bro. The eight man commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Doing first things, one under bro. my belt. First one under my belt. How, it was a good moment for me. Oh, uh, I, I think you know we we got off to a rough patch. Uh. New teams, well, not new teams, but teams coming into a new league, uh, experiencing somebody who's actually going to hold them accountable okay. as far as what the rules are stated. You know, we we, we pretty much said, hey, we want to mimic the IFL. We're not going to bind y'all to playing indoor because we know just like semi-pro, indoor fields are hard to come by. Right. Uh, so we, we're going to be non-binding as far as outdoor and indoor, but the rules stay the same. The field spec stays the same. And, you know, we had this thing where we wanted to do IDs and roster locks and all of that. And IFL says, hey, 25 guys uh, on active, five inactive. So we right. ran into a little bit of back and forth there. But, you know, to get in the game, championship game last night, Desert Sentinels versus the Sin City Govs out of Vegas, that right. thing went down to the wire 14 to 12. That's One right. play here or there would have changed that game. Uh, but I, I think we got a lot to learn. I think we got a lot to build on. And, uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to next season. As everybody know, I retired 
uh, from, from the semi-pro coaching-wise, I'm done coaching. So uh, this podcast is giving me life. Being a commissioner in that eight-man league is giving me life. It's, it's, it's keeping me in the game without being in the game. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, for the people that are watching and the people that are listening, uh, the people that are watching, you can see B. Fuller fell off. Um, we're going to try to get him back on. For the people that are listening, man, uh, I just want to say thank you guys for uh, the support and for your guys' feedback, man. Hey, Wes, what, how, how would you say this week has gone as far as getting feedback and, and, and some love from people? It, it, it's, it's almost a little bit overwhelming, if I'm honest, because okay. the people who you don't think are looking are the people that's looking. Right. The right, people right. Who, who you know, oh, if I mention this guy's name in the room, everybody going to pay attention. We getting feedback from those type of individuals, uh, some of which will be on the show later on. You know, you got your T-Reads coming. You got right. your Herb Cash. Uh, you got your, your Ely's. You got all of those interviews coming, and, and I feel when those guys come in and, you know, we bring them in here to the podcast, it's almost like I almost want to do a couple of those live. But, you know, you don't want to get caught up in technical difficulties like we have right now uh, right. as far as the video. The audio will be fine, but the video uh, right. it'll have a dropping off point. Uh, but just, just the feedback, like I haven't got nobody to say nothing negative. Uh, the, the, the biggest the biggest compliment I think we got is you guys are staying positive. You guys are sharing the light that's, you know, a, a lot of people outside of the people that play or coach in it don't know nothing about semi-pro, but they can listen to your podcast and get a great view of where we are, where we trying right. to go, where we trying to take it uh, to the next level. So, you know, you take those compliments and you just keep building. You try to figure out how to make the show better. Uh, you try to come up with good, uh, provocative, and thought-provocative uh, questions. Right. Just keep pushing. Yeah. So we're going to try to do something. Uh, hey, do you think we could do the edit to this maybe? And we'll try to just – I can, I don't even have B-Flow's number, man. So unless one of us ends, like, our 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 call right now to try to go get him back in, we, we kind of stuck right here. Uh, I mean, we, we, I think we can go ahead and end it because we're in a great place. Even though that was a hell of a question right there at the end. Okay. Uh, it's always a welcome back to the show, you know, for season two when we drop season two. Hey, we didn't get this comment. We got more questions. You know, you got uh, with B-Flow anyway, still got the potential to go play in the playoff, still got the potential to go win a natty. So we can get this question we asked right here at the end when we bring him back in season two. I like it. And for y'all that, that think that we are – this is on the spot Johnny right here. Like, we, we are literally facing this with all of you guys. We appreciate you sticking it out. Man, this is the I Stay Elite podcast. Like, subscribe, comment, hit us in the DM, but nothing too crazy, please. It's your boy Paul Wall. It's boy Coach Wes. And you know what I'm going to do till next time. Peace! You're listening to the Ice Day Elite Podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe.